0: Everybody and welcome to Flop the Podcast, a podcast by Treefish EDU. This is the show that features teacher guests
1: sharing their stories of educational mishaps or flops and what they learned along the way. Why do
0: we do it? I'll tell you why we do it because teaching is tough and we all flop from time to time, but by sharing these flops and success stories, we hope that you can benefit from their experiences. On this episode, we have Sarah Ahmed from New Jersey, a phys ed teacher who during this remote world, that is no easy task. So she's gonna share with us some of her flops for sure, but ultimately she's gonna tell us some of the ways that she's been able to be successful with teaching phys ed in a remote world, which is insane to me. I would have no idea how to do that, but she has really figured out some really great ways. So stay tuned and you're gonna see some ways that she incorporates choice, some ways that she gets part of the class and the ways that she listens to the needs of her kids to really make sure that the class is the best it could be. So let's do this. All right, welcome to another episode of Flopped the Podcast. And today we are here with Sarah Ahmed from New Jersey. Thank you so much for being part of our show. I'm so happy to be here. So for uh, all the audience members who don't know who you are, just give us a little bit of introduction to you.
1: Uh, my name is Sarah Ahmed and I teach sixth, seventh and eighth grade uh, PE and sixth grade health at Crossroads South Middle School in uh, South Brunswick, New Jersey. This is my second year teaching there and my first 10 year track position, I started teaching back in 2008 in Westchester, New York, and I was teaching just health at that time. And then I had my kids and all that stuff and, you know, took a break from from work. I'm really excited to be here teaching health and
0: PE. Well, we're really glad you're here. So, so for everyone out there listening, let me tell you, before we jump into it, why I picked Sarah to be one of our podcast hosts. So she is one of those phys ed teachers that is just dynamic, interesting. And like, I've seen all the stuff she's posting on like Instagram and kind of really trying to do really innovative stuff to ultimately get through the kids. So the point of this show, though, is flop. And so we're hoping that we can learn a little bit about your story, your journey to, you know, hopefully help teachers with their experiences um, and, and make theirs a little bit smoother. So let's talk first in class. So phys ed in class, What was a part of the classroom environment or the structure that you really, really loved that is really important to hold on to?
1: Um, I enjoyed actually having a chance to be with the students in a little bit more of an unstructured environment where they just got a chance to be a little bit free from, um, you know, the time that they sit at the desk and doing all that and, you know, and then to try and channel that into something productive, of course, um, that could be a little bit challenging, but I really enjoyed just seeing them let loose a little bit and having fun. And I really enjoyed the opportunity to just build some connections, learn more about their lives outside of school, you know, learning about kids and the activities that they do. Um, and it was really great to see some kids who who really grew in, you um, you know, certain skills where maybe in the beginning of the unit, they really struggled and by the end of it, they got it. And we all get to celebrate together. Um, That was, that was so much fun. But, you know, I think for me, I, I'm was not maybe, a traditional PE teacher, I came into this field wanting to just full-time teach health. And I kind of fell into teaching PE and I've been loving it. But I think a big, a big part of what I wanted to do was really reach out to the kids where PE wasn't really a safe and comfortable space and kind of make them feel like, you know, being fit and being active doesn't mean you have to be quarterback status football player, you know, and just moving your body and trying to have fun and learn a few skills and, you know, teamwork and stuff. Um, And so, you know, it's been really nice kind of getting a bunch of those kids to feel comfortable in the gym as well.
0: It's so good you say that because, again, just for me who's also middle school and this, we've had previous guests as well, it sounds like the kind of the ongoing theme seems to be comfort and making those kids really just feel like it's a safe place, which I love I love hearing you say, especially in the beginning, you were talking about how it's kind of like a place where they can kind of like let loose a little bit because I think sometimes some of us still have this like image of like 1980s phys ed with like kids like in lines and doing their <laughs> volleyball, you know what I mean, but But you're talking about almost less structured and and really a place where people can, because they're kind of structured all day long, maybe let loose a little bit. So, yeah, uh, there was definitely a
1: routine still. Like they had a routine of like, you know, doing the warm ups and, you know, knowing the skills that we would do. And, you know, so we, we definitely had a routine, but it was certainly less structured than a classroom traditional routine. And it was a nice chance for them to just get up and get all that middle school energy out in a positive way.
0: Yeah, I love that, and I, I think it's great that I think all education is kind of going to that um, more of a structured, but also a little bit more flexibility, yeah. um, more personalized, that kind of thing, which is great. So, so that sounds obviously like a wonderful, a, a kind of wonderful thing, especially for that kid you're talking about who maybe isn't the quarterback, and you just really want to get through to them. Yeah. But here you are, and again, this is part of the reason I picked you because for me, who is a, again a tech coach and was a science teacher, I can get teaching science and a remote learning, teaching math. But when I try to wrap my head around teaching phys ed in a remote setting through Zoom while attempting to try to what make connections, stay active, have kids feel comfortable, I honestly don't even know how you'd even attempt to pull that off. But here you are. And so I asked you to come here because you're going to at least tell us a little bit about what you tried first as far as making those connections and maybe what didn't work. So why don't we start there? So tell us a little bit about you, the beginning of your journey in this remote world.
1: So I guess we all started in the spring. And at that point, we were not all um, synchronous learning on Zoom and stuff. So we were asynchronous. And at that point, it was kind of like survival mode. And we were trying to figure out what to do. So we were, you know, posting more knowledge based of like, you know, read this article, watch this video, tell us, you know, some important rules of soccer, or tell us what is the role of a Quarterback in football, or what you know, whatever. The, what are the what are the um, you know rules of volleyball? And we did more of that kind of approach, and then you know we did a, a lot of um, you know team talks and stuff like that as a, as a department about what's going to work for these kids now coming into a synchronous situation. You know, we have to factor in now that we got to get these kids up and moving because they're spending hours and hours and hours in front of the computer. So we need to do things that get them up and moving. So let's not focus as much on the way that we approached it back in the spring and do more fitness based because fitness, at least we could do a lot of things that don't require equipment. Whereas with specific sports, then you have to figure out, you know, space that kids have out, you know, access to outdoor spaces, um, access to, you know, equipment and stuff like that. So we said, We'll start with fitness and, um, And then it came to, well, how do we make this interesting and not just like, all right, do 50 burpees and that's your class for today? So, what do we do now to try and figure out how to make it fun, how to make it engaging, and how to make it comfortable? Because, you know, sitting in front of a computer can be, with your video on, uncomfortable enough for adults, let alone middle school kids. And then now you're saying, get up and exercise as well. So, um, you know, I I was trying to figure out what to do. And we've been learning a lot about choice boards. So, I figured if I create choice boards, you know, we went through uh, components of fitness. So like the first week, for example, we did cardio respiratory endurance. So then we had a whole bunch of options within that, that students could choose and work on it during class. And that was great. And it worked for a few weeks. And then it started to feel like the connections just weren't there as much, which is what we really wanted. And I got some feedback from kids too, as they started feeling more comfortable being like, can we do some more stuff as a class? And I was like, I I didn't think that they would want to, but it sounded Mm -hmm. like there were a lot of kids that were looking for those connections that were getting lost with being able to do those independent choice boards. So then we started doing some more class activities. And then I heard from some other students saying, I like those choice boards. Can we try some? (laughs) So, you know, then it's trying to figure out how to balance these different personalities because the same thing doesn't work for everybody. So now I'm trying to balance within the week doing some, you get to pick something that interests you that you wanna be engaged in as part of a choice board. And then we're also gonna do some fun game activities as a class for the kids that really need that. And so that's where we're at right now.
0: Yeah. So it's it's funny you say that, right? Because I feel like it sounds like in the beginning of your journey, you're like, OK, I'm going to do my best to give kids options and choices, which I think is something that all teachers are really working to do right now in this kind of this world is give kids choices. But what you found is that sometimes when you do the, almost like a very personalized learning is almost too personal and you you miss the, the group piece of it. And I can tell you, I fell into that same trap when I kind of went down that personalized learning, too. Um, everyone was doing their own thing and it was very differentiated but like we missed the camaraderie of it all and it sounds like you were kind of missing that too so you are now doing a, a mix of both is that what it sounds like is kind of like your solution to this flop is to do it. so how do you do that on some days you do this or do you give kids the option to um, choose to be part of a group activity or p- choose to be part of a solo activity H- how are you trying to manage that again
1: I'm still trying to kind of <laughs> <laughs> work on, on that one. So, right now, I'm doing like if it's an every other day class, because I do have some classes that meet every day and some that are every other day. So, I've been doing like the first part of the week is choice board. You get a chance to kind of figure out what it is that you're interested in doing and work on that. And then the second half of the week, doing some sort of class group activities um and then you know we're gonna see maybe i'll start incorporating a choice board where there's an option to do things independently and then an option to do a whole class activity depending on you know feedback that i'm getting i'm really i'm really open to what the kids want to do because it's it's their class you know so on the teaching end i'll I'll try and figure it out it's based on you know what what they feel like is going to fit them the best
0: yeah, which I think is just an important part, just to listen to them, right? As opposed to just go there and tell them exactly. Can you just, just because again, I'm just super curious. What does a group activity even look like in, in Zoom? Can you give me just a, an example of something you did that's whole group? I, I'm trying to p- even picture that.
1: Yeah, I'll tell, I'll, I can tell you a few. So, um, <laughs> so I tried an activity where I had a deck of cards and each card represented um, the number of a certain amount of like an exercise that you would do. So for example, if it was like a king of hearts, then the king would represent that you have to do... 10 burpees or something like that and then um based on if it was like a black colored card or a red colored card then it would be either i'm doing the exercise or the students are doing it so it was like a 50 50 thing of like let's see who's gonna do it is it gonna be me or is it gonna be you and uh, (laughs) um And, and it was fun because it was engaging, but then some of the classes, it didn't work because I ended up doing almost all the exercises <laughs> and I ended up pulling all of like the red cards, which was for me and not enough black cards. So I was like, oh, this is a great class. You guys just watching me exercise, like huffing and puffing, you know? Um, so it was fun because it was engaging, but unfortunately the like it, it wasn't as good of a workout for them, but that's okay because it was connections and we were laughing together. Yeah,
0: it almost sounds like I know you didn't do it on purpose, but that almost sounds like a perfect way to ease into it. Right. Like because like it, you, even though like you end up doing most of it, they probably laughed at you. They, they saw you be vulnerable. They saw you exercise. So I would venture to guess that the next time you do the activity, they would be more likely to do it after they saw you kind of make a fool of yourself and jump all around all over um, in, in front of them. So even though you did it on purpose, it's almost a really smart strategy, I think.
1: Yeah, I guess it kind of worked out in a way. Because could like, you know, I told them like, man, I've already had to do because I have like six periods a day that I teach. So I'm like, man, I'm on my like five hundredth burpee at this point or something like that. You know what I mean? I'm pooped. So it's you know, it's okay to say, I'm not perfect, you're not perfect, we all have scope to learn and grow and improve and you know, all that stuff. Um but I found some other really great resources from other teachers um, that were posted. I found a really cool Monopoly board that was interactive and we had game pieces and there was a dice rolling link from YouTube that was in there. And, um, you know, it was fun because if they, if I started doing better than the class, they're like, it's rigged, it's rigged, you rigged it. <laughs> that was like a whole other fun thing that was happening where they were all like saying that this is like some conspiracy. Some or I don't know. They had all these different theories about how I'm rigging it and um, and it was fun because we were laughing and we were joking and and
0: we were working out. So I I love this so much. So <laughs> I'm gonna just kind of sum this up for all our phys ed teachers or anyone else who just wants to get their kids active in here. So this is what I pulled out from this conversation that hopefully people can can take and use. I'm pulling out um, that it's worthwhile to give kids some choices you found Mm -hmm. some benefits in not just having every kid do the same thing so the choice board was beneficial for for some Mm -hmm. but it's also important you're saying to continue to have some sort of group situation where you can laugh together at the teacher with the teacher with each other to kind of keep that atmosphere it also sounds like you were saying about how it's important to listen to them and get some feedback on on how they're feeling about the situation instead of you know kind of making assumptions and i think my favorite thing was that you were doing it with them that you were out there exercising doing your 600 burpee the day which again just i think modeling because you know what they're always going to do what you do not necessarily what you say you know what i mean so that, that whole that whole phrase so um i think you gave us a ton of, of good tidbits of how you attempted and it didn't work out but then ultimately you found some semi-success in this crazy atmosphere so we're actually gonna wrap it up with that though so sarah thank you so much for sharing i learned a lot about how to pull off his in case i guess i ever have to do that and hopefully our, our audience members did as well so again thank you so much for being on flop the podcast
1: oh you're so welcome and thank you for having me
0: Thanks for listening to Flop the Podcast by Treefish EDU. Remember to check out our next episode on any platform for podcasts or on the Treefish EDU YouTube channel.
1: You can learn more about our virtual and in-person PD offerings at TreefishEDU.com.
0: And be sure to follow us on Twitter at TreefishEDU and sign up for our newsletter at TreefishEDU.com.